3: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Welcome in to Hour 2. This is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn are off. That's all right. It's Friday. Rumors on the streets have it. They may be back soon. When is soon? Well, soon is when you find out, you know, when you'll hear them on the air. But for, as for now, I got my man Jeff Schwartz with, with us. I mean, he's done a tremendously amazing job all week. Let's give him a round of applause. Give, Jeff has been acing it. i tell you that, Thank man. You. Thank you. real real it. pro real pro studied, in the business
4: I studied for for quite a while to make the ace this test yeah hey
3: man I you you it. are the man I will tell you that and it's been fun doing great doing the show with you awesome. we are broadcasting live from the tirerack.com studios tirerack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection fast free shipping free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com the way tire buying should be uh you know This is uh, an interesting time in football because we continue to have the conversations about running backs. And the latest conversation is Josh Jacob latest is running. uh, Well, threatening to um, not be running. He's actually, there's, there's actually reports that he may hold out into training camp. We've had this conversation as it applies to Saquon Barkley, uh, this seems to be where things are heading to which is a holdout situation um I, I listen i don't know why anyone would get up in arms about a holdout situation holdouts happen all the time they they are age old tactics yeah. in negotiating these are negotiations I, I just I would ask you this: should should this be cautious uh, approaching holding out for the running backs because it just does not seem as though that that these scenarios such like I guess what what Ezekiel Elliott did when when he was not in camp and ended up getting his deal. Do you see it playing out? the the way it did for for Ezekiel Elliott, or is this like kind of more of a volatile situation for uh, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley?
4: Well, it's interesting. Um, You know, Jacobs is almost more of um, kind of part of the Raiders' offense than Saquon is for the Giants, I think, Um, just because of really the quarterback situation and the offensive scheme. In, in, uh, in Vegas right now um, so it's kind of fascinating to see what the Raiders would do without him uh, you know a lot of their big plays last year were Josh Jacobs runs right um, that's kind of what, what, what it was so um, it's kind of curious to to see what they would do if he held out but the tough part about it is that um, the Raiders aren't going to be very good and If you're them, I understand not wanting to give Jacobs a lot of money because if you tie up money in in a running back like that and and the rest of your roster isn't very good, you could use that money elsewhere to make your roster better, right, LaVar? So I understand um, that there is a uh, a little bit of trepidation in saying, hey, we're going to pay this guy a lot of money because we need to spend the money elsewhere, honestly, right? We got to spend the money somewhere else because we just – we, we don't have the roster to afford paying paying a running back that much money. Wow. Right?
3: If I mean, he's – he's outside of Max Crosby, he's their best player. Well, Devontae yeah, Adams. Devon, they got Devontae. They got Devontae Adams. I digress. They got Devontae Adams. Um, outside of those two, he's their best player. <laughs> Is there anybody yeah. else Am my business anybody? Yeah. Um, I think it's imperative and, and and listen if you look at again if you look at the correlations of of their production and when I say there I'm I'm talking I, like I said I continue to kind of put Saquon into to the conversation I would I would argue that that they're equally important to to their teams I would I would argue that if you look at the win percentages of the New York Giants when Saquon is playing and when Saquon is productive versus when he's not it's a it's a tremendous difference and i think there's a tremendous difference when when Jacobs is not at the top of his game for the Raiders so to me if i'm the team and i'm looking at And and that has to be the reason why they're so steadfast on wanting to get paid is because you have to do the homework and know that the winning percentages are in favor of your team when this particular player is on the field and is being productive. I just don't understand thinking that you could just use somebody else to get through and and be okay. Or you're basically saying – it costs too much for us to want to win at that number. I mean, is that safe to say? It Basically, we're not willing – we're uncomfortable paying this player, this position, that much money, and we're okay with our team actually possibly losing because we don't have this guy's services. I mean, it's got to be one of the two.
4: Yeah. um, I think for the Raiders, they look at this and say, hey, man, like we just – we – we, we we if we're trying to build our roster up and we have a lot of holes on our roster, is spending all that money on a running back going to help us be that much better? Right? Because we saw last year how good they were. They won six games with with Josh Jacobs, right? The the, the Giants made the playoffs so far. Like you can make the argument that Saquon was more important to them because of that factor. So if you're the Raiders, are you saying hey we're going to pay a guy uh, at this position a running back? Um, all that money to then win six games. I think mm-hmm. they're looking at that and saying, "Hey, we we just nah, we're not doing that." I think that's where the Raiders might be thinking. Well, nothing's uh, right or wrong, but it does feel like that's sort of their line of thinking. Like you know, like we it, it, we it didn't really work for us last year, so why are we doing it again?
3: Well, my whole thing is, he did his job. <laughs> like you the reason why you're paying him is because he was productive for you as as a player is what i would say i I mean I, i i always felt as though when you when you look at when you look at things at its barest minimum if a guy comes out and he does his job he does his job then all of the the you know all the things that we use as evidence or information it's like oh but did he do it the year before <laughs> oh well did he stay healthy the year before or the year before that and it's like for me when when you really think about doing your job your 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 production and your success level in the in the like now in the now is what's most important Right. I mean, it just really is because I start to think like in in pro sports and in football, when we start to talk about should you pay a player? It's like immediately the conversation goes down a road where you're trying to look at the total body of work, which you should look at a total body of work. But if a person comes into a season and they play like they say okay this is a prove it year on their contract you see it happen in basketball you see it happen in baseball if it's a prove it year and and you have a ton of home runs or you pitch really well you know or you're playing shortstop really well whatever it may be you get compensated with a very very large contract when they do that josh jacobs and Saquon Barkley were improvement years, and they played well. They performed well. It's a "What have you done for me lately?" league. If they get these contracts, you know what they're going to do. People are going to look at them and be like, "You should be playing better because you got that contract." They're not talking about well. You played well enough to get it, or you didn't, or you played well enough, but you didn't get it. They're going to be looking at, it and they're going to say, "What are you doing right now? What are you doing this Sunday?" And I feel like if you're judging paying these guys off of what they have done for you now, like what has happened now. Both of them have been wildly, you know, productive during the course of last season. Yeah. So I don't understand what the problem is. Okay. Can you get to 15? Saquon's asking for 60. I don't know what Josh Jacobs is asking for, but, if 16 is the number because of McCaffrey, you can't find your way to somewhere around 15 or so So to, to keep these guys happy. I just I, – I, your team stinks. They do. The, the Raiders stink. And we don't know what the Giants will be this year. Don't know. But to say, well, we're not going to pay you because we stink is to say, well, one of our more productive guys on the team – uh, won the, I think he won the Pepsi Ground Award that he did so well as a running back last year, this past season. But why are you not going to reward your players? So now you're sending a message through your locker room to the rest of the players that as it applies to market value at my position, if I if I have the best of years, it doesn't matter. It's just going to be dictated off of if if the organization feels like they want to pay me or not like is that the message you want to send to the rest of your your organization like if they could do it to Josh Jacobs they definitely damn sure could do it to me you know what well, i mean i, think, I just I think, think that's, bad, that's a bad or, that's think, a bad message
4: yeah um yeah it's it's a bad message um that, that that's the way you might operate as a, as a franchise um but sometimes Looking from the, the franchise perspective, that's just the way business has to get done, right? We, sure. we can't we can't overinvest in a, in a player because other players might think like we don't you know, we don't we, we might not pay them, right? Um, they paid Max Crosby, right? Now, not this. I don't think this front office did, but you know, they have paid players, um, but maybe they don't feel like Josh Jacobs is worth all that money. I, again, I go back to the example: like who is a quarter? Who's a, a running back on a second contract? where you're like, you know what? That paid off with wins and losses for my team. Like, I got more wins because that guy is, it was paid a lot of money and our team is now you know, much better for the future. We're set up well for the future because that running back got paid so much money. Hard to find many examples in the NFL for that. I think teams look at that and say, hey, that's going to be our blueprint. We're not going to do that and get caught in a situation where – we pay someone too much money that have to release them and it has not worked out So we should have spent money elsewhere.
3: See, I feel like you could say that about every position outside a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like you could, in theory, you could say that about every other position. Like, you could find somebody to say that about in at, at the receiver's position. You could find somebody, for damn sure, yeah, on, on m- line line. Most of, of the time
4: the difference I think is that, Levar, is that a lot of times those players sign with their own team versus like a, as a free agent. And I think that like, it's hard to differentiate sometimes some of those big contracts because I mean, you can make an argument that, you know, a couple years ago, you know, Mike Evans was an important re signed for the Bucks. Right. And, and, uh, you know, as a, someone who helped Tom Brady out, right. As a wide receiver, like there's, there's examples of that. The, the chiefs just kind of, Blew that out of the water last year because they used a bunch of, yeah. bunch of, you know, uh, without Tariq Hill. But you know, they let go of him. But they, you know, they signed Juju. It was a small contract, obviously. I mean, yeah, it is. But I think offense, of defense, a line, I've proven that if you pay those guys, that you have success.
3: I just, I just think that it's. I'm not going to say it's dangerous because it is. It is business, and this has always happened. That they'll get. I believe they'll get deals done. To be honest, like it, if if trends um, serve correctly, they'll get a deal done. Like it's, we've only seen it happen pretty much with with uh, Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. They yeah, just was, they don't pay. They just yeah. don't pay in Pittsburgh. Um, that if, was, if that
4: was Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he he miss out selling fifteen million dollars. Man, that's nuts. That is nuts. I I think um, I think in the end you're right. The deals will get done because if you look at at the running back position, you look at Saquon who's been injured throughout his career. I, I can look up Josh Jacobs. I don't think he's been as as hurt. Let's say that you can play one year under this franchise tag of ten million, or kind of get a two year deal worth you know thirty you know to twenty six million right. So that's thirteen million dollars a year. I would take that deal, right? The two-year deal. Like, that's a great deal for a running back because you're getting you're getting 26 million dollars over two years. It would be it'd be longer. it would be a four-year deal, but you know they give them, you know 26 over 2. Um it's a lot of money and it's better than a franchise tag, right? And it's better than getting hurt um yeah. during your on your franchise tag year. You know, quarterbacks are the only ones that really um can can sort of play that franchise, t- you know, year out um and not really worry about Yeah, cuz so in- injuries high. Um, yeah it's hard other positions that's why a lot of guys end up signing because playing that that tag out in other positions that the injury risk is really difficult it worked out you know it worked for orlando brown he played last year in her tag and got a big deal in the Bengals. but yeah. a lot of times it's hard for, for players to take that risk of playing that one year um, on the tag coming
3: up next on two pros and a cup of joe live from the tyrac.com studios the conversation continues Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, GOAT. Hmm, is it a conversation? We'll talk about it here. It's Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: People at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
3: I don't know who's hot, who's not. I think we are going to discuss that, coach. Uh, welcome back in to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. I'm Lavar Arrington, it's Jeff Schwartz, Jonas, and Brady are off. Happy Friday to everyone. Want to send a shout out to New State College Station, Sports Radio 98.7, The Fox. Yeah, W F. XS. Alright, Skyway Broadcasting Inc. State College PA owner Sam Jordan. What's up, Sam? Uh Andy Reed. Bill Belichick. Now, I I have had this conversation with Jonas about the debate of of Bill Belichick and Andy Reed. And could Andy Reed be um the better coach out of could could Andy Reid possibly surpass being Bill Belichick as the goat of coaching and um, somebody who who was it that said at lead last week that that you got to take a look at Bill Belichick's body of or or excuse me Andy Reid's body of work and and you got to consider that he may be the best coach. To, to do it even better than Bill Belichick it was a player that came out and said who ah, slipping me right now um, but and, and nonetheless I, I want to say maybe was it Shady McCoy that said it anyway I'm a, I'm going to pose the same question to you and then I, I'm I'm going to circle back if we have enough time and ask you because every time I say that it Bill uh, Belichick Michael
5: Vick by the way
3: Mike Vick there it is Mike Vick thank you so much yeah, and I, well, we got it. I didn't know, but we got it. Uh, and then I'm going to circle. I'm gonna ask you, Jeff, if if it's possible for Bill Belichick's seat to be hot, his coaching seat. I I often say this has to be a season where Bill Belichick, if last year to me was a lukewarm to warm hot seat for him, that if they don't start off, you know, hot this year. Yeah, that his seat has to get very, very hot under that ass if, if that's where we're at. But let's start with the Andy Reid, Bill Belichick discussion. Is there a possibility that Andy Reid could be the better coach or end up being a better coach than Bill Belichick?
4: I think right now uh, the answer is all-time no, right? I mean, Bill Harris has six Super Bowls. He's been to, what, uh, 10 at least? Plus, by the way... His work he did as Giants defensive coordinator, I think, yeah. has to play a role in this, right? I mean sure. he was instrumental in designing a game plan to help stop that Bills offense, right? That that was incredible for so many years. And so he's done some incredible things. Andy Reid obviously was a quarterback coach in, in Green Bay. He wasn't the, the primary play caller at that time when, when Green Bay won a Super Bowl with Brett Favre. Um Andy Reid's been to now what? He's been to he's he's two he's two and one in Kansas City Super Bowls and he was so two and two overall, right? He went to one in Philly that he yep. lost um, yep. so I think all time no one's catching Bill Belichick but I think right now Andy Reid's the the better coach right mm-hmm. um, the ability for Andy Reid as a coach to adapt and and be flexible and mold his team around his personnel has exceeded what what Belichick is able to do at the moment, right? Because Belichick just has never been able to figure out that offense since Brady left. Andy Reid has had good offense with McNabb at quarterback, with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, with, you know, even when backups come in, the offense is pretty good, right? Um, He's been able to adapt what he's done now defensively obviously that, that that's not kind of his role that's in so Belichick you know it's maybe unfair to give him the role of offensive quarterback coach and offensive play caller because he does the defense and look the defense last year was incredibly good in New England incredibly good people don't realize that it kind of gives me hope for this year if Mac Jones can be a little bit better that New England is a legit playoff team because their defense is that good but I think right now it's Andy Reid uh, 1A and Belichick 1B I think all time no one's beating Belichick guys the, the New England basically had for all intents two 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 dynasties, right? They had a, a three year stretch where they won, a four year stretch where they won three, and then a five year stretch where they won three as well. And that was two thousand four uh, was the last one of the of the first three, and then twenty fourteen was the first one of the next three. So it was a long reign. Obviously, they lost the Giants twice in that in that time. So to me, it's Belichick. You know, all time is better. I think Andy Reid right now is slightly better than him, but. The thing that, that I don't like about these conversations, and you know, I like having them, they're fun to talk about on the radio, Sure, is that it, it feels like you diminish one person to raise up another person, right? And yeah. I, I want to make a clear, I'm not diminishing Bill Belichick, I'm not diminishing Andy Reid in any sense when I say that Bill Belichick overall is the better coach throughout his career, but th- th- that's kind of where I think we're at right now. I love Andy Reid, man. You, you heard Patrick Mahomes say this on the quarterback show. And you've heard other players say this as well. I've said this. I played a year for him. My brother played five years. He won a Super Bowl in Kansas City um, with, with the Chiefs. Is um, What Andy Reid does so well, and it's different than, I think, what, what the way Belichick coaches, is Andy Reid always says to his players that I want your personalities to shine. And you hear Patrick Mahomes say that on, on, on the quarterback show. Andy Reid says that all the time. He says it on Saturday night He said,
3: games. You know you've gone too far, Randy Reid tells you to calm down a little right.
4: bit. <laughs> like he wants you to show your he wants you to show your personality. Right. He wants you to be yourself. If you are a player that is a you know a, a little bit of a showboat, be a showboat. If you're a quieter player, be a quiet player. If you like to talk, if you like to talk, talk. But obviously, within you know the context of what his system is and being part of the team, but he always lets players be themselves on game day. And I don't know if Bill Belichick subscribes to that theory as much, but nonetheless, it, it, it is what has allowed Andy Reid to have so much success over the years with so many different types of players is because he allows the players that freedom to be themselves. And it's a big difference between him and other coaches. And I really appreciate that um, when it comes to, to Andy Reid.
3: I like your point about diminishing one to build up the other. I don't. I don't think that in this scenario you have to. In no, fact, we're not.
4: But I want to make sure that yeah. people understand that.
3: Yeah, and in fact, I, I would. I would venture to say they are both brilliant coaches. Oh, they're one hundred percent. And and both came from brilliant coaching trees, right? One Bill Belichick, the other one. um well, uh, Parcells or Bill right. Bill Parcells, and yeah. then. Uh, Who's my guy? That I coached in uh, uh, in Green Bay, Mike Holmgren, right? Yeah. So they both come from tremendous coaching trees. They've both had success prior and previously to becoming head coaches. Um, when I look at it as a comparison, can he surpass him as the goat? It it's hard to say. It isn't possible when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. I think it's very because here, if if he if 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 Andy Reid continues to coach foreseeably oh, yeah. in the next you know five, let's just give it five more years, five to six more years that he he coaches. If he wins three more Super Bowls, four more Super Bowls, which outside of any type of catastrophic happening taking place the Kansas City Chiefs will most likely be the favorites pretty much for the next four to five years, I would assume. Oh, yeah. So while I will say not today, it's just not, not feasible, it's not sensible to say that any coach in the National Football League is better than Bill Belichick in terms of the goat of body of work. But he has, like you said, he has multiple – what, what he's won six?
4: Bill is won six with the Patriots as the head coach and right. two with the Giants as the defense coordinator.
3: So as a head coach, he's won six. Andy Reid is at two, right? Well, three all together, three, as, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Two, three as a head coach. Yeah. Two, three all together as a head coach. I mean, if he wins three more, four more – I mean, he's right there where Bill. I don't see Bill Belichick winning another Super Bowl.
4: No. So anybody, by the way, has two as a head coach, two in Kansas City. He did not want win one. He didn't win one. Oh, Philly.
3: he lost in Philly. He lost yeah. in Philly. Correct. So he's got, so, he's got
4: one as a. Like, I think that it's realistic that if if he stays five more years, the Chiefs win two of the five. Right? Yeah, think,
3: that's a daunting task to get to. It, see. It, it, it,
4: <laughs> yeah, like because here is the thing too, the thing about Kansas City that I'm most curious about, kind of the next five ish years, is. The Chiefs without kind of Travis Kelsey, right? Like he's not going to play forever, and I've said for years, even when the Tyreek Hill deal was done, that Travis Kelsey is the most important player. That's not Patrick Mahomes on offense, and I'm just that's only you know curious thing. We're seeing sort of the roster kind of refresh at certain positions, offensive line, but not defensive with line, secondary. They're trying to find another tight end. You know, they drafted Noah Gray, who seems to be kind of. The second tie end now and of taking that role um, a little bit. You know, not more seriously, but they're featuring him more often in the offense. So, getting to six Super Bowls, Randy Reed's not going to happen. But if they win another two in the, f- in the next five years, you have to consider it, right? That, that he's up there with all time with Belichick. I think now, I guess he certainly is is the best coach in the NFL. Um, they do. They've won a they win a lot of football games. Same as what Tom Brady did in New England. And I think it's unfair to. You know to say that Belichick can't win without Tom Brady because look, Andy Reid didn't win without Patrick Mahomes. Like you, 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 you need that quarterback often to to have that dynasty to be considered. If you look at any coach in the history of the NFL that we consider one of the best, they have one of the best quarterbacks. Like there's no surprise. <laughs> there's, no, right. there's no surprise there. So to say that you know, you know, uh, uh, to say that that Bill oh I, I diminish Bill Belichick because he came without Tom Brady. Andy Reid didn't win without Patrick Mahomes, right? Like yeah, you need so. that combination often to unlock the highest power that you have. As one of these elite coaches of all time, right? We thought about like Don Chula. like he had one. He, he, Bob Grease, like you need to have an all thing quarterback. It's like part of the deal. Sean Payton had Drew Brees, like right? Like yeah, right? We yeah, consider Sean Payton true. one of the best of all. No surprise. Like there's no surprise you have these guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that
3: anyone will surpass what bill belichick has accomplished I, I, that's, a, I think let me just make matter. sure i state that clearly it, it if anybody were to have a chance it would be andy reed but you got to take into consideration age different things like that andy reed isn't young he's not a young dude i just the the accomplishments of bill belichick will probably much like nick saban in college will just probably never be it'll never be matched It'll just never be matched. I just can't see it ever being matched by a coach. But now my last question to you would be, with that being said, is Bill Belichick on the hot seat this year?
4: I think that if they they end the season without a playoff berth, I think that he will be on the hot seat. And it's not because he is a bad coach. I think it's because the expectations of New England are Super Bowl. And that's obviously made that way because of his success over the years, and when you don't get close to that, there's going to be questions about your ability to you know to 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 do this at a high level. And so I think that's not really it's his fault that, that they have I guess these expectations because he won so many times. But right. that to me is sort of the reason why I think that they're going to look at him and say, hey man, you know, are you still capable of of getting us to Super Bowl? You know, you, you drafted Mac Jones. And that's ultimately you know, up to him. He's he's a general manager, and you lose jobs because of that. So I'm kind of curious if that ends up being the case. Again, it doesn't mean he's a bad coach, just that the expectations are so high in New England because of what you had with Tom Brady that it often is looked at, in my opinion, as Super Bowl or bust. And if you don't get there, then there's questions about your, your ability to do that in the long term.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I... I... I've been saying warm seat, hot seat. Everybody tells me he's immune to it.
4: I don't don't think he is if they don't make the playoffs this year.
3: Well, that's interesting to hear. That's that's a change of the norm. I, I mean, I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's definitely a conversation, right? I mean, you already heard Kraft come out and say that that's something that He's disappointed in, and that he expects for his teams to be playing in the, in the playoffs and and trying to challenge for Super Bowls. I mean, he said it. Yeah. Like when you have an owner come out and say it, then you know, like kind of like he's setting the record straight. Like <laughs> Bill Belichick or not, like this is my team, and my team should be in the playoffs. They should be performing. Yeah. Again, we talked about running backs earlier on, and compensation and getting paid um for what they do and and if they impact the game and how much they impact it well I'll tell you what coaches 100 percent impact the game and and they are measured on their what have you done for for me lately body of work oh the yeah Super Bowl rings is already in the case you don't they're already they're already solidified it's already sealed your quarterback he's just retired from another team he's not even playing anymore right it's all it's all in the past so you know he's got to show and prove that's what i think i think if he doesn't have success i think the hot seat gets super hot for him if they don't play well early on I really do. I don't think you have to wait and see if if they make the playoffs or not. I think if they get off to a slow start this year, that you're going to see um, some some kind of discomfort taking place in in in, yeah. in New England. But that's I, that's the way I think about it.
4: I generally agree with you on that. I think that that would be the case.
3: Yeah. Coming up next on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, live from the Tire Rack dot com studios, over unders. We'll get to it. This is Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: Yeah, that's correct. What have you done for me lately? Welcome back in to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. I'm LeVar Arrington. joint with my guy, guest host, Jeff Schwartz. This is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
0: Time to put your money where your mouth is.
3: I have been losing. I know you're a lying low-life
0: gambling degenerate. It's over-under.
3: All right, Lee. What what, we, what do we have this And, I mean, what, what were the results from the last over-unders? But yeah, hopefully, yeah. you know, I didn't do too bad, and then Jeff can come in and, and make it better for, you know, everybody that versus me in this, you know.
5: Yeah, it was a bad week for Jonas to take off because – First time in a long time he actually beat you, Lavar. I know you've oh, been uh, wow. killing it on over unders, but uh, Jonas last week went four and one to your two and 100
2: percent. Yeah. Ew.
5: So uh, sorry there Jonas, there, Jonas, if you're listening, buddy. Uh, maybe you could uh, bring it back when you come back next week.
2: But okay, uh,
5: Jonas, okay, Jonas. We're gonna roll over a few from last week actually because I want to hear Jeff's take on this. Um, we're gonna roll over Damian Lillard trades by this time next week. Over under at a half.
4: Uh, Under. I don't think the Blazers are in any rush to to do it.
3: I'm going to go under on that as well. And uh,
5: rookies start reporting to training camp in the NFL next week, but all eyes are on a few veterans, that being Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. Signings by Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins by this time next week at a half.
4: Um, Um, Dalvin Cook and who else?
5: DeAndre Hopkins.
4: Um, I'll say under. I don't think any of them signed till camp. I'm going under.
5: All right, you guys. Um, Tennis fans are in for a uh, a treat. If you're watching Wimbledon, I know you guys are uh, all on this one. Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic are on a crash course, hopefully to match up in the final. Right now it's the semifinals. Uh, They're about to start right now, actually. Um, Over under on matches won by Carlos Alcaraz through the weekend. As at one and a half, so the over would be him, of course, winning the semi semis and then beating Novak Djokovic. Under would be losing either one of those. So.
3: I want to take the
4: under. Un- under. Aw, aw, aw. I
3: don't, I don't, watch,
4: I don't watch. I don't watch. I haven't watched any 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 tennis.
5: Well, you'd be uh, in for a treat if you did watch these uh, the, the final on Sunday. Novak Djokovic versus Carlos Alvarez. That would be one to watch if you uh, wanted to you know, dabble with some tennis. Guys, i got a two-parter for you in the world of baseball. Uh, Shohei Otani's obviously uh, been dealing with that blister on his throwing middle finger. He pitches today uh, over under on strikeouts today versus the Astros,
4: 6.5. I'll say under. Astros are, are pretty good. I'm going to take the over.
5: And I got a second parter for you on uh, Shohei Ohtani. Number of home runs by Shohei by this time next week. He's got two series, one versus the Astros, one versus the Yankees. So over under on home runs by this time next week. One Over.
3: take the over. Uh, I'll take the under then. (laughs) We can can choose the same one, man. It's okay. Yeah, but uh, somebody's got to lose. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. I'm going to take the under on this one, uh, Lee.
5: All right, and uh, you know, bad news for USA fans in the Concacaf Gold Cup. The, the final is going to be on uh, on Sunday on Fox. Unfortunately, no Team USA. We got Mexico versus Panama, and Ooh. the over under in this match is two and a half.
4: Was the USA supposed to beat to beat, uh, to beat uh, Panama the other night?
5: They, they were supposed to. It went to uh, penalty kicks.
4: Yeah, yeah, I saw the ending. I just wasn't sure if it was like a they were supposed to win type of thing.
5: Most people thought it was going to be USA versus Mexico for sure, but um, as Sam here has enlightened me, they you know they they're not playing their best guys right now. They're uh, the best guys are playing in what is it again, Sam? You were, you were oh uh, never mind. But anyway, USA. I
3: want to take the over. Over on two and a half. I'll take the under. All right, yeah. you guys,
5: and that is over unders for this week.
3: All right. Well, thanks, Lee. That 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 is wonderful. So.
0: Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.